You're listening to Hutton Orbital Radio News Digest. Shield at 14%. Thanks for the warning. But I can read. Space. These guys are going to gank me. Incoming communication. Open a channel. Feeble pilot. You will surrender your craft to us or face destruction. Well, I could, but there's at least one thing my craft does better than yours. Oh yeah? What's that? Break. Now I've got you. One down, one to go. Alert. Escape pod alarm. The commander requires rescue. Somebody else's problem. Incoming communication. Go on then. Keep them coming. That was my brother, you son of a spacer. And his bounty will be very useful. Look, there's two ways this can go. So how about we call a truce so I can pick up his pot? Um, how about no? Alert. Escape pod alarm. A commander requires rescue. Yeah, yeah. They keep each other company until some other sucker comes through. One more bounty in the bank. Good. Updating Elite Federation of Pilots record. Your combat rating has increased to below average. <laughs> well, don't let my official record fool you. Congratulations, Commander Thane. Find out more information about Escape Velocity at laveradio.com or slash Escape Velocity. You can back Chris in his Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Radio Theatre Workshop. Somewhere, deep in the heart of space, not so very far from Hutton Space, a scream is heard. The sound of marital strife cuts through the galaxy like a beam laser through Hudson's noose. Loose Snock is in, his, is in a centia, beavering away at a ramshackle collection of frameshift drive leftovers. Sucking at the blood gushing from his thumb recently squashed by a falling frameshift drive remnant, now quietly resting on the framework of his soon-to-be new home, Lou turns to the radio, cheering away in the background, and looks forlorn and wistful as the radio utters those immortal words, Your mics are live. Good evening, truckers everywhere, especially those trucking around for the mug. I am Dick Chafing, and this is Hutton Orbital Live. I'm Z Rudolph Hucker, and this evening we've got the news, Flossie's answers to your burning questions, Commander Wotherspoon and his mighty digestion, a little bit of a naked update, and of course, a trip to the green room. Besides that, we've got some music. And this week we couldn't come up with a theme, so you're welcome to make up one that makes sense. So if anyone can link the tunes together in a cunning thread, we'll give you public praise. That's a Harry Balzac guarantee. Norma's without her loose stockers this evening. We think she may have left his corpse somewhere behind the bar. Judging by the smell... Either that or it's some of Moof's home brew. So, having set you that challenge, it is on. 
to those headlines. Salty sardine turns mean amid speculation of a thyroid infiltration and attempted hailing... <clears throat> I knew I was going to trip somebody up with this one, you know. Try that one again. Salty sardine turns mean amid speculation of thyroid infiltration and attempted Hutton alienation. Colonia Crisp import scandal rocks Doritos. Evolution Revolution causes Pilots Federation celebration. Atrus returns with more green menace news. Hopefully his voice is cleared up this week. Oops. Hacks are completely wired. Or is that weird? The latest news on Hutton's epic and tragic and yet still epic love story. That is Lou and Norma. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Quite simply put, Mad Dog, if you think and have to ask if it was a poop joke, then it probably was. Anyway, on with our first story of the evening. There was a minor altercation at the bar today that narrowly avoided spilling over into a full station-wide alert, as a salty sardine was detected rocking the boat a little at Hudden. The Operation IDA imposter caused an outbreak of mods caused by a particularly virulent spreadsheet and overuse of PowerPoint slides with Comic Sans fonts. There are rumours that... This base individual was actually a Thargoid spy, sent to sow discord among the allies of Operation IDA, and undermining Hutton's latest effort to flap all the fires out and stick a super sticky sticky plaster, known to certain commanders as a big band-aid for their boo-boos, on green gooey stations within the bubble. Using the latest in Hollow Me technology, this entity managed to bypass station security, pose as a pilot, pass off his pass as a particularly potent IDA pilot and press his case for having paperwork submitted in triplicate on three colours of paper. Calling into doubt Hudden's previous efforts both in the Pleiades and in the Big Willie operation, he was caught by one Lister I-69 and promptly branded as fake news. At which point he was lynched by a drunken truckers and handed over to a visiting security detail from Operation IDA. It appears that the doppelganger apparition had also appeared on the Genosis, or Gnosis, headquarters of Canon Interstellar and amongst the pilots of Operation AXI. Ax. Axi. Operation Axi. On the Genosis or the Gnosis in Operation AXI. Be warned, Commanders! Dark forces are at work and are attempting to prevent our best efforts from working, but our security team are ever vigilant. Or at least, keeping an eye on things. Or maybe just waking up when someone prods them. So, be on your guard, and as usual, let's truck for the MOG! Complaints have been lodged with the Federal Minister for Potatoes by the residents of Hutton's agricultural outpost in Doritos, somewhere near Fort Mug, out at Colonia, that pilots were importing crisps. 
known by some commanders as chips, but we all know chips are chippy and crisps are crispy uh, from the bubble, and undermining the local market for tasty and deeply unhealthy potato or imitation potato snacks using luxury long-range cruise vessels. When confronted as to why the floating gin palaces were importing such snackage as deeply salty and vinegary chipsticks, hedgehog-flavoured deep-fried sliced spuds, and of course that colonia favourite, the flammable flying saucer-shaped reformed snack that gave Doritos its name, the Federation stated that they were just fulfilling demand. They claimed that a short-term shortage was created by a series of small, localised fires that burned all the colours of the rainbow and destroyed Burl Ives' personal belly-busting and artery-hardening late-night <clears throat> snack supply. And, of course, that was nothing to do with the Federal ship that hightailed it out of the system, smelling suspiciously of cheese and onion leaving the entire supply slightly more crispy than normal and rather heavy on the mallard, maillard and barbecued flavours. This is a reminder to all Colonia pilots, and by that we mean King Hanky, keep it Colonia, and if you're munching on something crunchy, make sure it was baked in the potato fields of Doritos and sprinkled with a little Fort Mug dried lemon and gin powder. Don't tell Cecil or he'll lick it all off. The Pilots' Federation, having taken a year off to contemplate whether it's safe to let their members visit atmosphere worlds and volcanic shores, have gone missing. There are rumours that they've gone on an extended party outing to celebrate their nomination for evolution. Sources have cited their efforts in adjusting the human genome to survive for months on end in a cockpit without developing seat sores, repetitive strain injury to your joystick hand, and space blindness from staring too hard at the sun without cool shades on. They face some stiff competition from various other agencies that have developed new ways to shoot each other in inventive ways, carry at least 50 high-caliber weapons in a single small backpack, and of course respawn on a regular basis despite having been viciously dismembered only seconds before. The Pilots of Hutton would like to wish the Pilots Federation all the best. And would they please get back to Founders World as soon as possible and start printing the Pilots licenses that allow us to fly through the clouds on the way to revisit Earth or skim through gas giants looking for Jovian whales. Evening Trackers, Atrus5060 reporting in again with this week's updates on the fight against the Thargoids. Humanity has been hard at work repelling the Thargoids this week. Last week, Eagle Eye revealed the Thargoids targets to be Ritu, Devani, Nike, Nagun, Arlen and Weird. Through a huge effort, from anti-Xeno groups, including our very own Hacked Wing, successfully defended Weird and Ngun. To add on to good news, the Thargoid's presence in HIP-10492, HIP-24046, LP-734-32, Vegeting and Songbi have been reduced to marginal, meaning the incursions will soon be lifted if anti-Xeno groups keep up the fight. With the good news, there was always some bad. Oh, incursions are now live and we're to Devani, Mike and Orlin. And another ten systems under incursion from previous weeks. This week, the boffins over at Cannon tried an experiment in the Witto's system to see if they could find a new way of fending off the Thargoids. 
called Operation Indy Croft. Pilots were asked to deliver Guardian relics to the station to see if Guardian tech present on stations would ward off the Thargoid's attack. Unfortunately, as we see from this week's update, the experiment was a complete and utter failure. Cannon is now rethinking its approach to finding new means of fighting off the Thargoids besides engaging them in combat. While the Buffins are away, finding the new ways to fight these Thargoids, they still made the time to decode this week's Eagle Eye messages. The Thargoids are planning to attack Imbutus, Domoth, LTT617, Brib, Aganip, and Ross1057. It would seem that the Thargoids are keen on attacking Imperial systems this week, further demonstrating that they are a bunch of bastards, and that they hate all of humanity equally. And finally, an update from those amazing hollers over at Operation IDA. In record time, they have repaired Lever Civiti, Doc in HIP 21167, and are now making ambitious plans with several groups to begin rapidly repairing damage stations across the bubble. Chuckers, keep an eye on Hackscom channels, for which systems we will be defending. Commander Falkotrick is counting on you to help him take the fight to the enemy. Good luck out there for the mug. Further to Atrus's report, and uh, oh dear, sounds like you're on rather unwell there. <clears throat> Further to Atrus's report, uh, we have an update from our own team leader, Falco Took, in what appears to be maybe his own words, just put through some kind of voice decoder. Haxving did their part in defeating Thargoid forces and keeping Verd free. To thank all of the commanders who fought off Sarg the Mighty's advance force, local engineers at Vela has offered no discounts of any sort to anyone involved. Truly, gratitude at its finest. With the redeployment of Thargoid forces this Thursday, Commander Falco took of Haxcom has issued new orders for Haxring pilots. Push back the infestation in Aganippi. This system is in our neighborhood and has two large systems to lose. If we can hit Sarg hard enough to get him out of Aganippi, we will strike against his advance forces believed to be operating in Vros 1057. If you are unable to participate in combat operations, remember, you can still aid the war in the war effort with rescue operations at burning stations or hauling supplies to fix stations under repair. You can also aid in the monitoring of Hutton Space by doing FSS scans of our systems and reporting any non-human signal sources found. To stay up to date with the Hacksring operations, join the Facebook group Hacksring. With a V, that's a W. Or read the Hacksving, that's with a W, briefing channel on the Hutton Orbital Discord server. Defend the mug. Lou's working late, so he claims. So, for all your hot pet news this week, check the more reliable channels on Facebook and Discord where you actually stand a chance of getting some useful information this week. And now, topping the bill, over to Norman! 
The truth about Lou is that he's been ordered to build a doghouse for himself. Toot sweet. It's cold outside and I told him that if he didn't want his tenderloins frozen that he'd need to sort out some accommodation. Anyway, less about him. I got fed up of not having any community goals, so I made my own. It will last 10 days. You will need your largest ship and your biggest racks and you will need to truck like a trucker. We are going to repair 10 stations in 10 days and we need your help to do it. If you point your browsers at hot.forthemug.com slash hotfix you will see a lovely page of lovely numbers. This equates to 10 stations that the Thargoids have left in a bit of a mess. So we want you to deliver everything they need to all 10 stations in just 10 days so that's every single item on the repair list to these stations. Number 1, Bethke Ring in Wapana. Number 2, Dio Min Station in HIP 23395. Number 3, Mattingly Dock in Padias. Henry Dock is number 4 in Valcups. Number 5 is Resnick Dock in HIP 24046. Number 6 is Vermelli Terminal in Litizini. Number 7, Goddard Hub in HR 3499. Number 8, Fukawa Port in 61 Virginis. Number 9, Bresnik Orbital in Ross 695. And number 10, Quaglia Dock in Oreo. Supplies and where to locate them are in a spreadsheet, which we'll po- we will post on the Facebook page. We have lots of prizes to give away, mugs, dog tags, bottle caps, 3D printed logos and more. Alvin has raided the prize cupboard. You will need the Hutton Helper installed and running and your stats will update in our lovely page. But most of all, get trucking and let's show those Thargoids how we truck. My name is Eli. Eli? Security clearance verification now, please. You don't need my verification. I don't need your verification. I'm not the AI you're looking for. You're not the AI I'm looking for. We can go about our business. You can go about your business. Move along. Disappear. Now. How do you do that? My house. Get out. Orion offline. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. And it's a question and answer. And the first question tonight is from one Nicola M.H. with How many hamsters does it take to kill a Thargoid? Hamsters don't kill people. Rappers do. Rampage737 wants to know 
Do empty cargo racks add mass to a ship? In the same way that birthday cake contains no calories, no. In that case, Belinda B is asking, where are all the socks going? Socks usually go on your feet, unless you're making puppets, in which case they don't. They go on your hands, but only clean ones. Peter P says, any chance of a plug for my ED community app? Yes. The short engineer would like to know what tips you can give Rampage 737 to help him stop crashing his Orange Plus Plus Anaconda on 2G Worlds. Paint it pink. Uh, on second thoughts, that didn't work for me either. One thing I can say is remember not to turn your engines off. And from one commander who wants to remain anonymous, what really happened in Cubicle 3? You do not want to know. Trust me, it would scare, scar you. And that's all the questions we have this week. Thank you once again, Flossie. And if our listener has any other questions, then please keep them to yourself until five minutes before next week's show, at which point we will panic and scream at you to send them over in a real hurry so she has no time to think about the answers. I say, old chap, isn't it early to be drinking? Centauri Megagin, don't mind if I do. Oh, bugger, I appear to have dropped my cocktail stick. Centauri Megagin, for the gentleman in you. Galnet News Digest, 4th of April 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, please take a ticket and join the queue. Racking up the Rackham deaths. Federal probe points at Rackham. Please take a ticket and join the queue. Pilots Federation Issues Council is open for business. Finally, there's a simple, straightforward and satisfying way to make sure that the very most important bug gets dealt with before all the others. The way it works is this. Commanders are encouraged to report problems they encounter while out in the galaxy by filling in the helpful form. The Pilots Federation will then do absolutely nothing. It will only be when other commanders report the same problem and describe how to make the problem happen again that the problem will be looked at. But even then, it won't be fixed unless it wins the new popularity contest. Battle of the Buds is the new primetime holovid during which a host dressed in a sparkly suit and top hat encourages viewers to phone in to vote for their favourite four bugs. The four bugs that gain the most votes in the galaxy-wide poll will make it through to the next round. The QAs give it a cursory glance and ask for more information round. 
Viewers then need to rush to submit more evidence for their favourite bug out of the four on the shortlist, and at the end of the show, the one bug that gains the most evidence will be passed to the development team to be fixed. So, roll up, roll up. What will be the very first bug selected to be fixed? Will it be the dramatic shrinkage of Thargoid repair deliveries, vote 164? Will it be prematurely blue planets that are almost impossible to map, vote 183? Will it be the inability of ASP scout pilots to take off from Pad 3 at Hutton Orbital without snagging themselves in the station superstructure, vote 111? Or will it be, my ship doesn't work quite right when flying using an unsupported operating system? Vote 86. Yes, it will probably be that one. Due to the reduced working hours created by this new bug handling system, the Pilots Federation is now planning days out to see the sights of New Cambridge, including the galaxy-famous Galactic War Museum, in which can be seen the very first Sidewinder, the Polaris Museum, which contains interesting Thargoid exhibits, and Roller Coaster Hills, a theme park dedicated to making all its visitors feel sick. Racking up the Rackham Deaths. There's been another unfortunate death of a top executive at Rackham Capital Investments this week. Alleged ex-pirate Zach Rackham looks likely to be walking the plank following the entirely accidental death of Chief Financial Officer Aaron Salazar to a heart attack, and now the even more accidental death of Senior Executive Darren O'Shea whose personal limousine developed a fault that led to it speeding into a concrete wall, leaving its occupant very, very dead and quite flat. Aaron Salazar was replaced as CFO in Rackham's absence by another alleged ex-pirate, Taja Gavaris, and Darren O'Shea has coincidentally been replaced by an unnamed supporter of Gavaris. If this is indeed a bid to depose Rackham, we can look forward to many more accidental deaths in the rank of the Rackham rogues. All this murder has a positive side. It's looking increasingly likely that Rackham Capital Investments will soon be yet another company redressing the gender balance by appointing a female chief executive officer, whether it wants to or not. Federal Probe Points at Rackham In very closely related news, the Federal Intelligence Agency is at last reported to be taking an interest in the shady dealings of Calico Zachary Rackham. Repeated calls from the Federal Times to investigate the shady dealings of the Calico CAD had fallen on deaf ears, but it seems like a good old bit of suspected murder is what it takes to get the Feds out in force. Rotten Rackham is almost as rich as those Hutton truckers who intensively mined Void Opals to win their squadron the top trading prize earlier this year. Questions have been raised about whether being a multi-billionaire is relevant in today's galaxy, but together with another evil Zack, Don Antonacci, Rackham has been accused of siphoning off vast quantities of goods intended to repair Thargoid-damaged stations, and pilots have opened Crime Report 164 with the Pilots' Federation. All victims of the piratical Zacks are asked to report their losses against that ticket. There must be zero tolerance 
for Zacks. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. Hutton Orbital Services. Childcare. While you're docked up, why not drop the kids at Hutton Orbital Playgroup and Nursery? We look after them while you get things done ready for your onward journey. Book now and travel safe in the knowledge that if you forget your little treasures, we will keep them until your return. Or bury them. Travel. Hutton Orbital Tourist Board, helping you with your trip that takes a lifetime. Postal Services. Hutton Postal Service delivery dates for 3301, March the 16th and October the 3rd. Don't forget, guys and girls, that the cut-off date for posting Christmas cards to Seoul is the 14th of July. Insurance Hutton Insurance Services regrets that it can no longer offer life insurance for death by natural causes. The number of families claiming after the recent Wonders of the Galaxy tour visit to Hutton Orbital have caused such insurance policies to no longer be economically viable. And lost and found. Hutton Orbital Orphanage for those children left behind. Sorry kids, they ain't coming back. Hello and welcome to another edition of Harry Balzac Drops In, our series where we take a look at the lives of the people behind the scenes who greased the wheels of our spacefaring existence. If we had grease. Or wheels. This week I'm visiting a Coriolis station and I'm talking to one of the landing pad traffic controllers, those ever-patient people who assist in the last part of your docking. My guest today is a Mr. Blake Seffen. He's an experienced traffic controller with four years spent helping pilots land safely here at Pad 21. Hello, Harry. I'm glad of this opportunity to talk to your listeners and to try to explain a little about what we in the Association of Pad Registration Inbound Control, or PRIC for short, do to assist all those pilots. Have you always worked at Pad 21? Oh yes, it's a family business. The 21, as we call it, is my life. Quite a few people in Studio 5 expressed astonishment when I told them about this interview. Many have said that they aren't sure that you exist. After all, the towers look deserted. We, we can't even see you as we come into land. Well, Harry, there's a reason for that. About ten years ago, when the companies that control our stations were negotiating with the Sirius Corporation for the equipment to be installed in the pad traffic control towers, there was a mix-up in the specification for all of our control panels. When creating the blueprints, the station builders used meters. But what the Sirius Corporation didn't share is that they enjoy the use of the utterly incomprehensible pig head stick for measuring and no one thought to check. Awkward. Yep. A recipe for disaster if there ever was one. The upshot was that when the traffic control consoles were delivered simultaneously to all of the stations, say what you like about the Sirius Corporation, but they deliver quicker than Father Christmas. Mind you, they only seem to be able to manage that on a Thursday for some reason. It was then that it was found that all of the consoles were about two feet high. Two feet? Yep. A whole 60 centimetres. Couldn't the stations refuse delivery? 
<laughs> You've obviously never had to deal with a serious corporation. There are consequences if you say no to them. How do you think the horse-head nebula got its name? And the language they speak in Sirius does not contain an equivalent to the word refund. So that was out of the question as well. I hope you don't mind me asking, but I couldn't help but notice that you're not exactly tall. But I would say that you do seem to be the ideal height for operating the console. Was that a, a lucky break for you? Not at all. This is where I belong, literally. When the station bosses realised that they had thousands upon thousands of consoles that were about to be useless, they set about an accelerated breeding programme to create workers who were ideal for this environment. As it turns out, because of the high cost of the breeding programme, from birth we're classed as imperial slaves, even those of us in Federation, Alliance or even independent space. I'm the result of several generations of experimentation to create workers who are exactly the right height to operate the consoles. Now, this is fine for us, but the downside is that we're not tall enough to see out of the control tower windows, which is why you can't see us when you land. However, our screens show us what's going on, which is how we can guide you in and dispatch ground crew. Obviously, as part of the job, we have to liaise with the overall station traffic controller. <laughs> he talks so much that we call him the Big Giant Said. And if the screens go wrong, how can you see what's happening on the landing pad? We are ready for any emergency. We have glass-fronted cabinets positioned strategically around the room, each with its own hammer, and behind the glass is a periscope. About the ground crew? Ah, I think I know what you're implying here. I bet you've never seen any of them either. Correct. Simple. The breeding programme was so successful that there are too many of us, even with a three-shift rotor for manning the towers. So we moonlight in other roles, such as ground crew, welders in refinery stations, gardeners in agricultural stations. In all these cases, as you'd expect, the station was built for averagely tall workers, so you still can't see us. On the plus side, this work does count as extra credit towards paying off our debts and freeing us from servitude. Do you have plans, then, for a new life away from here? Oh, yes. We dream of a day when we can colonise our own planet, or even have a station where everything is made to scale just for us. <laughs> We've got our eye on Onan's Rest as a location. I'd like to see you Redwoods, that's our name for you lot, manage there. My thanks to Blake Seffen there. I'm glad to see that we're in safe, if slightly small, Hands during landing and takeoff. That's it for this edition of Harry Balzac Drops In. Next time I'll be speaking to a member of the in-flight crew from a beluga and finding out if there really is such a thing as the 75 billion miles high club. Until then, this is Harry Balzac lifting off. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off? Your mics are live. Oh, for goodness sake. Why is it going to be like that? What's this? <sighs> your mics are live. Your mics, your mics, no one's mics are live. Everyone's mics are live. Live mics, mics are live. Where on earth have all my special, special, special bits of music gone?
You won't believe how well this is going to sound in the edit. No, it's going to be bright. Oh, well, that's interesting. That's a that's a, a a whole hard drive has gone missing. Hold on. Perhaps we should all just sing along. I can hum it if you like. I'm going to hold the I'm going to hold the hard drive up to the microphone so that you can hear the theme tune because it is in here somewhere playing. Listen to it. Let's try this. I, I've got the button here. I can do the button. Well, if you can do that button, it's not going to help for all the other buttons. <laughs> they are all um, most definitely. I've got. I've got this button. That's a, that's a, that's a, that is a nice button. <laughs> <laughs> 